Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the New York Knicks. I'm back. Everybody, welcome to the New York Knicks podcast, episode 561, part of Dash Radio. I am Jay. How you doing, Mark? I am doing better than the Knicks, which is not hard. Um, um, a low bar. I think, yeah, so the... I feel like most of the season, if you go on, like, say, uh, Nick's Twitter, you'll find always, like, some people will be down on the team, and some people, a lot of people will be praising the team. There's always, like, mixed. There's always, like, a lot of people on Twitter being like, hey, this team's great, Archie's awesome, blah, blah, blah. And then there's people always will, like, trash the team also because it's in New York, and that's just how it works. But, like, for most of the year, it's been kind of up and down. And I feel like... After uh, last night's loss against the Heat, Nick's Twitter went ablaze with, holy shit, what the hell's wrong with the Knicks? Like, it just went extreme negative as of, as of, uh, as of today. Yeah, um, like, uh, simultaneously, the entire Knicks community was just like, I am done with this team. <laughs> it was... Right, right. All the, all the negative people were like, yeah, I told you so, this team's trash. And all the people who were like, yeah, no, this team's good. This team is good. They're like, fire Tibbs? I don't, what, what do we do? Fire Tibbs? Yeah, they want to fire Tibbs. They want to trade uh, half the roster. They, I mean, uh, Leon Rose still gets a pass for some reason, but even though we he can put talk about that team together, but uh, everybody um, else is in trouble. And then also during last night's game, you had one of the Knicks' all-time great coaches, um, Jeff Van Gundy. He was, he was commentating for the game which was just interesting because he made a lot of really good points about this team. 
basically you had an all-time great New York Knicks coach just trashing what's going on here. And he everything he was saying, you're like, yeah, it's pretty accurate. Well, Jeff knows what he's talking about. He's He, was he does. the best coach the Knicks have had in my he, lifetime, and he, he still knows his stuff. He does. And so here's here's a proposal. Now, I, I went on Twitter today. I was like, I love what Jeff said last night. I'd like to make our coach or GM or something. And people start arguing with me. I'm like, whatever. I, fine, we don't have to – it doesn't have to be coach. It doesn't have to be GM. Here's what I want Jeff Van Gundy to be. I want him to be the team's owner. Is there any way we can make a collection plate and give Jeff Van Gundy $3 billion and he could buy the team from James Dolan and have Van Gundy run the show at the top? Who? There's no one who's against replacing Dolan with Jeff Van Gundy. Some people are saying don't replace Leon Rose. Don't replace Tibbs. No one in their right mind would prefer Dolan over Jeff Van Gundy to own this team. So, Jeff, if you're listening, I know you are. Buy this team right now. <laughs> I, do you think he just hasn't coached because he doesn't want to deal with all this crap? Like, he just shows up on TV, gets great seats for the game, talks about it, and gets paid well. So, like, maybe it's do, better do than know, coaching. Here's, here's, here's the microcosm, or the uh, here's why he does not want to coach. Tibbs, oh my God, you're amazing. You are coach of the year. You're awesome. Three games of the seat the following season. You're the worst coach in the history of basketball. You have to be fired. That's why he doesn't want to coach because the way fans treat coaches is terrible versus a commentator just gets, as you said, gets millions of dollars to just talk about the game and no one ever says the commentator is awful. Well, they, they say that, but no one, like, they don't get fired. Like, it's it's a cushy job. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not even the the um, fans that treat the coaches that way. I mean, the teams do too. How many coaches have the Knicks given five-year deals to and then fired after one year? Yeah, I mean, the Knicks are probably paying three other coaches right now. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't looked because it, it just depresses me, but I wouldn't be surprised. It's unbelievable how many coaches they've gone. So in the last decade, we have gone through um, – there was Derek Fisher. Then, then, okay, Woodson, then Derek Fisher – uh, D'Antoni, Woodson, Derek Fisher. Um, I guess then it was uh, Rambis, then Hornacek, um, then then Fizz, then Mike Miller, and now we are on to Tibbs, who is a year and a half into the job, and people want him fired. We can't keep a coach around. Well, if the fans, if the fans have their way, we'd have a coach, a new coach every half hour. It's yeah, it's about eight, every eighteen months. It's a little much. I, I we have to hold to a coach a little longer. This, I, it's just it's just truly, and I, I understand there's a lot to uh, criticize Tibbs about, but it's really dysfunctional to get a new coach every eighteen months. It is. That being said, uh, I I liked that Tibbs played the younger guys last night, but. Taj was playing in a 25-point deficit in the fourth quarter, and I was thinking, okay, he wants to rest Mitch. I didn't realize Sims was healthy, and then Sims comes in with two minutes left. I'm like, why didn't you play Sims the whole fourth quarter? It makes no sense to play a, what, 35-year-old Taj in, in a 30-point blowout. It, so we just to also catch everyone where we are right now. We've been off for a week and a half uh, for a variety of reasons, but uh, anyway, since the last show, the Knicks – Lost to the Pelicans as they just they, they lose lots of games. They lost to the Cavs in a very close game. Um, then they uh, beat the crap out of the Clippers um, on Sunday afternoon, which was just kind of shocking. Um, and then uh, 
the Clippers were, were down their two best players and so forth, but the Knicks played pretty well, and then they got their asses handed to them by Miami. Is that the right order? Is the Cleveland game came after the Cleveland came, Cleveland game came after the the Clippers game? Yeah, Clipper, whatever. Clippers, the, Cleveland. Uh, yeah, whatever. The misery, the order of the misery doesn't matter. <laughs> well, before we do all negative, Obi has hit five of his last seven threes. Yeah. Why don't we do a couple bright spot things? Okay. Um, so yeah, Obi. All for a while, I think both of us have been saying, "Stop shooting the goddamn three because mm-hmm. you can't do it." I mean, two games in a row, he's been actually decent from three. Um, were we too early to tell him to stop shooting? No, I mean, he was he was at nineteen percent more than halfway through the season. Like that's like almost historically bad. But uh, he's up to twenty five percent now. We're <laughs> He's going from historically bad to just, like, plain horrible. That's good. I, I, I just found, like, I thought the strength of his game was on the inside, attacking. Fast break so is I his thought, strength. Yeah, fast break. I think he should be able to post up around the rim. He should be able to drive to the basket, which he doesn't He doesn't create his own shots very much. It's usually someone has to pass them to get him the ball. Uh, but I also feel like, why does everyone have to shoot the three right away? How about you get good for like 15 feet? I know it's not the, this is the, uh, the analytics don't say shoot from 15 feet, but if you're shooting 10, 20% from three, shoot from 15%, get maybe decent from there and then move out a little bit. Yeah. I saw somebody on Reddit say they didn't want, I forget who he said they're garbage because all they do is like hit two pointers. And it's like, but if they go in, I would rather somebody who shoots 50% from two than somebody who's shooting 25% from three. Right. I mean, uh, um, what's his name? On the on the Bulls, um, former of the Spurs and the uh, Raptors. Yeah, who's, Dem- who's the DeMar guy? DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, yeah, he shoots twos. Seems to work out pretty well for him. LaMarcus Aldridge. They... LaMarcus Aldridge. There are a lot of – if you can hit – the whole point is basically if you can shoot twos at a nice, efficient rate, it doesn't matter that much. I mean – if you can shoot like Steph Curry from three, that's wonderful, but most guys can't do it. Yeah. Um, and you got to mix it in. You can't just be shooting like it's great that the Knicks want to shoot 10 more threes a game, but it also leaves the Knicks just like losing so many nights because the threes aren't going in. It, you have to kind of mix and match. If the threes are going in, you're hot, great. But if they're not going in, shoot some twos, do some other things, go down low, do some other things to throw the defense off. You yeah, can't be one dimensional. No, no. It's. I mean, plus it's also. I'm just. The NBA is getting so like every team plays the same way, and it's. Yeah. You know, I don't want to see just threes and dunks. It's. I want to see some variety. It, do some things that it's. Yeah, it's also going to. If everyone's doing it, I under like you have to mix. You have to mix up. You have to be able to do other things. And the playoffs come. The playoffs, you can't just rely on that because it's not always going to work. The shots aren't always going to go in, and teams are going to be. They're going to guard you in the three-point line, even though the Knicks don't do that kind of thing. I mean, Houston arguably lost the championship because they didn't want to uh, deviate from the three and just had a historically bad night. So our first positive, OB shooting from the outside has been a lot better as of late. Second positive, RJ has been playing a lot better this past month. Much, much. I mean, he, he's he's been the best guy on the team for over a month. Yeah, Absolutely, no question. He had a really, really rough start. Well, 
he had like three good games of the season. Then he had he's, he had a rough start to the season otherwise, and it was getting really really hard uh, to like see a future here. He's been looking. Why has he been looking so much better lately? Like what what has he been doing well, Jay? Besides besides getting shooting balls that go in. <laughs> I mean, he's been doing that better. He's been more aggressive. Um, yes. It would be nice. By the way, if you if he's... you want to know, um, I thought it'd be helpful. Yeah. So I'm going to give you uh, his month by month shot. So RJ started off the year in October. There were six games in October. He shot 48 percent from the, th- the field and 38 percent from three. Mm-hmm. That's great, obviously. Yeah. Um, November and this November, he shot 36 percent from the three from the field and 29 percent from three. That's got awful. December, he shot 40 percent from the field and 33 percent from three. Really not very good either. Um, that was just no, the November, December stretch, horrible. Yeah. Um, January. And October was like three games. October six games, but yeah. yeah. Um, January, uh, 45%, almost 46% from the field and 43% from three. That's, yeah. That's that's what we want. That's what we need. That's okay. that's the guy we were, we had him last year. The only thing that's crushing us still um, he's I know what right. you're say. Free throws. Holy crap. <laughs> why Why at the only time on the basketball floor when no one is allowed to guard you can the Knicks not make a shot? Make a shot? It is a little strange. Like Every- the entire <laughs> team is shooting poorly except uh, IQ. Everyone has to stand and watch you shoot. You just can just take your time. I mean, I guess you can't take Giannis' time and like run the clock out and like just um, get a penalty. But uh, just – He's shooting 65% from the field. Mitchell Robinson has a higher shooting percentage, regular, like from the f- higher field goal percentage, and this guy's shooting him from, from the free throw line. 65 from the free throw line. You said the field. It's the field. I meant from the field. The f- Mitchell Robinson field goal percentage is higher than uh, RJ's free throw percentage. Yeah, That's what I meant good. to say. Not good. No, not good. Um, otherwise, uh, everything else in this game is really, I mean, his defense has been okay, but his offense, he's getting to the, he's attacking so much more, which is what I love. Yeah. Yeah, way more I aggressive. Have, We've been saying for two years that he's not aggressive enough, and he's, he's doing it now. Yeah, I, I think he's at his best attacking, attacking the rim. Um, okay, so that's been great. Um, I, I assume the free throw shooting will get better over time. He can't really remain this bad, right? I don't think so. I mean... It's it seems more fluky because he's been decent from the line for his career, so I feel like he's going to go back to at least his career average. You think Shaq should call him and give him tips on free throw shooting? Oh my god! I mean, would you I, actually? I'm excited. Would you would you like Barrett more or less if he started shooting the ball between his legs? More. Well, if Why he was hitting them, if he was hitting them, yeah, if hitting them. That's the argument always. They say you can shoot better between your legs. Yeah, um, that's the way they used to do one, it. Yeah. yeah, but no one's manly enough to to try this out with the NBA. Yeah, actually, um, you know what? Barrett's never been a really good free throw shooter. I just looked. No, he's never. That's his whole career's been bad. Um, and he wasn't good in college. He's never been a good shooter. But at some point, like, Generally, the first thing that gets better is your free throw shooting. That's yeah. the one that, like, you feel to make that before everything else gets better. It makes sense, yeah. Wide open shots. But the Knicks, uh, the Knicks have also, I mean, they're losing games because they're missing free throws. Against Cleveland, they missed, like, 10 free throws. They lost by two points. 
I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a math problem here that makes them leads to them winning. Yeah, there was there was like three of their last five losses. The the margin of victory was less than the free throws missed. Yeah, that's not good. Okay, another pot. I got another positive, but tell me, do you, do you want to jump in first? Uh, I'm going to say Grimes. Grimes has been a positive. There you go. That's where I was going to go. I would say, I would argue in the um, in the Leon Rose error. Um, as of right now, if I'm going to rank the draft picks, did you say error I, by mistake or did you? Uh, was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> I, I I don't know which one's right. Um, <laughs> but I would say I say Grimes is right now. I'd rank him as the best pick under Leon Rose. Yeah, I, I can't, can't really argue with that. I mean, you have uh, the picks under Leon Rose are you got uh, Obi, IQ, you got Grimes, you got um, McBride, you got uh, um, the Rokus, the guy, the guy in the guy in the guy we haven't somewhere. seen yet. Yeah, yeah, in Europe, supposedly he's playing well. Um, you got Sims. I mean, right now um, it's not anything against the other guys. Um, but I really, really like what I'm seeing from Grimes. He's, he's, his instincts on defense are are awesome. Um, he can shoot the three. He's got to get a little more efficient. He's got to add to his game. But, like, I'm watching this being like, this guy might end up being pretty good. Did you see that video of him watching himself playing defense? No, but I didn't know any Nick player ever watched any film of themselves. Yeah, he was watching himself play defense, and he stripped the ball, and he just said it's grime time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced a lot of Knicks don't watch any film. Like the the in the game, like there's a play in the Miami game where Mitchell Robinson, who just does this all the time, there's like a pick and roll. Um, they had Duncan Robinson's gonna shoot the three. Mitchell Robinson is supposed to be guarding him. He's 15. He just like backs off to the basket in case Duncan Robinson's gonna drive to the basket. He never covers the three three point line, and I don't understand. Why is no one? Why, why is Mitchell Robinson not watching film of this, or someone in their organization watching the film of this and going, "Hey, maybe I should coach Mitchell Robinson to cover the goddamn three-point shot, or I can coach Kemba Walker after a decade in the league to to go to figure out how to get by a screen." Didn't we read an article like a year or two ago about how Tibbs basically doesn't sleep and watches film all day and analyzes every movement? Like, did that and stop? Apparently he's not sharing all that information with the team. Right, he just right. He has like a a notebook full of things they're doing wrong, and then he just falls asleep and wakes up and like, does a practice. Coach, is there any way we can improve? I'm glad you asked. I have so many things to tell you. <laughs> um, I am out of positives. I don't know you about you. Let's see. We covered Grimes. We covered Barrett. Um. I, I, we covered Obi's hitting threes. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Mitchell Robinson looked like trash against Miami, but generally he's been looking a lot better lately. He has. I just... Uh, the thing is, he's shooting like almost 80% from the field for the season, but he has not taken literally one shot outside the paint. And right. It's like, you know, he looks good, but aren't there like a lot of guys that can dunk? Dunk. And yeah, Jericho, Jericho Sims can dunk. We 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 did it in the game against Miami, and with two with like a minute thing on the game. Right, and you know, I feel like his defense is exposed if his guy goes beyond the three point line. He's he's not he's often not well positioned on defense. No, if his guy's um, in the paint, he's good on defense. If his guy strays at all, then he kind of loses it. 
So I'm, I'm well, just I'm just wondering, like, he's due to get paid in the offseason. How much do you pay a guy who can only dunk and is good on defense in certain situations? People say he's due to get paid like he's getting a big contract. I have to say I'll be shocked if he gets a big contract. I mean, I'm I all for think, keeping him if he can get, like, a Noel contract. I, I think less. Um, I don't think he can get – I don't think he's going to get a huge contract. The more I watch him, the more I think people are going to say, like, yeah, everything he does, we can get that. There's a ton of other guys that can give us that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm his, thinking. His defense isn't that amazing. His rebounding – he's got good offensive rebounding. He does a bunch of things good, but he needs to – he has this huge ceiling – but he's got to, like, I don't know if anyone's going to give him a huge contract on this. I think he may, from an, if he, like, leaves the Knicks, he's looking at maybe a one- or two-year deal elsewhere. He's not going to get this big-money deal he thinks elsewhere. And I don't think the Knicks should give him a big-money deal either. When healthy, Noel is better than, better than uh, Mitchell Robinson. What I'd like to see the Knicks do with Mitchell Robinson, which I think everyone disagrees with me out there, but I think I would like the Knicks to start experimenting more. Stop trying to just win games. I think they should figure out how they can improve overall. And one of the things they should start doing more is feed the ball to Mitchell Robinson down low and see if he can do anything. The dude, see, like I know he doesn't really have a like, traditional post game, but he seems creative down there. And he's got to be able to learn to hook. Like Hire Kevin McHale. I don't know how yes. much 80s Celtics you've watched. That guy had about 500 post moves. Yeah. Um, I, I Just anyone that could teach him the hook would be great. He just – doesn't he really just need a hook shot? Uh, a couple post moves would help. But, yeah, a hook shot would be great. Yeah, yeah. Just anything around the basket. He seems to be somewhat creative. When he ball ends up in his ends up in his lap, basically, he's around the basket, he will move around a little bit on his own and just, like, try to create something. And he did that. We did last show, we mentioned the fact that he had one play where he drove to the basket. I want the Knicks to tell Mitchell Robinson, you need to do more on offense mm-hmm. and kind of force it a little more. Yeah. They, I mean, they're not going anywhere. We are fighting for a first. We are fighting to lose in the playing game or maybe, God forbid, we, oh my God, we achieve our dreams and lose in four or five games in the, in the, in the actual playoffs. This team's not going anywhere unless we figure out how to actually get better. And we should use the rest of the season to figure this stuff out. Well, as Anthony brought up, the uh, the newest trade rumors are that Burks, Kemba, Fournier, and possibly even Julius are all on the trade market. Okay. Is there, is there a team on the other side that will take them? I mean, Burks, uh, definitely. I mean, I feel like he has value. Um, if you need a shooter off the bench, I feel like why not Fournier? I mean, if you're, if you're a... a a team that's in the top six in the standings and you just need a little bit more firepower. Why not one of those guys? I mean, obviously I you, you can't get a guy like Julius for a little more firepower because his contract is huge, but like, well, the other the issue with the other guys is they're, it's making the money work on the deals. It's not that easy. It's but a Burks complicated making, problem. Burks isn't making crazy money. No, but he's making what? 10, $10 million. You have to get back. Like that much money in salary, yeah. I and just it, has feel to like, be, it has to be a shorter contract, or else it doesn't make sense for the Knicks to do it. Like ten million is not a lot in NBA terms anymore. I mean, Obi's on a rookie contract, and he's making like six. Yeah, no, you're fair. Fair point. Um, I am all. I'm totally. So I am also. People are giving Tibbs a lot of crap for playing the starting unit and keeping these veterans playing. Like especially in the Miami game where they were just trash. 
I'm wondering if Tibbs is just being stubborn or the orders from above were play these guys until the deadline because I can't, if you bench them, I can't move them. That, that's the thing. I don't know how much stock we can take in these rotations until February 10th because yeah. that could be the mandate. Like they could have said, play Sims and McBride all you want February 11th on, but we have to showcase these guys because we're going to make some moves. We don't, we don't know because that's the only thing that makes sense to, to not play those guys in a 30 point blowout. That doesn't make it, any sense. It seems to me it would be absolutely insane if Robes had actually traded for, first of all, Rose trade for Cam Reddish. If you're going to say, tells me something, it tells me that Rose is playing for next year, not this year in the sense of like, he played a guy, he traded for a guy that's clearly not going to make us better this season. Um, hopefully that guy will get better for the future. Mm-hmm. It's a sensible move, but you think that will mean he'll make other sensible moves along the lines of playing for the future. Also, you have to think Rose and Tibbs must communicate. Rose and Tibbs must have had a conversation where you're like, I'm going to trade for this guy. You're going to find playing time for him. And Tibbs is like, the rotation's tight. And Rose is like, it won't be tight after February 10th. And Tibbs goes, great, I'll play him then. That, has that's, to be. that seems like the most logical. Um, yeah. Oh, by the way, Jay Shady said uh, Hakeem used to tutor big men as well. And he tutored stat one off season, which, yeah, I mean, Hakeem, dream shake with Mitch Robinson. Let's do that. Yeah, no, I, I remember this. And Amari actually got better around the rim from yeah, uh, he did. the tutoring. He did. Um, the So here's the big question. Um, and I, this is basically the issue with, like, the argument on Twitter, everywhere else, um, Reddit. Is the issue, who is the most at fault here? Is it Leon Rose? Is it Tibbs or is it Randall? Um, who do you want to start with, Jay? I mean, I thought that was a good question because I feel like they're all they all have some blame in this. Also, I what I gather from Nick fans between Randall and Tibbs, that's about ninety nine point nine nine percent. And then, um, actually, take the total number of Nick fans on Earth. Um, me and you, and what, whatever percentage me and you make up of the entire percentage of Nick fans on Earth, we're the percentage that thinks that um, that uh, Leon Rose deserves some blame. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No one else seems to. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Um, like like people are you talk to people online. They're like the team is garbage. It's terrible. It's horrible. And you're like, yeah, Leon's terrible. They're like, what do you mean Leon? He's he's, he's the only one. I mean, the Fournier moves questionable, but nothing else. He's he's been great. Yeah, everyone's like, all they need is a point guard. I'm like, well, they could have had one. You're like the guy in charge is doing a great job, but the team is trash. Um, okay, so you want to start? Uh, let's start with Leon. Okay. Why is this Leon's fault, Jay? Because I feel like a lot of these problems sort themselves out if you have a point guard. They could have drafted Halliburton. Not that I don't like Obi, but to use a top 10 pick on a backup to your best player makes no sense when there was a good point guard available, which could have changed the whole dynamic of the team. Maybe Randall doesn't look like garbage if he's not trying to play point guard. He's also... So, Tom, Tyrese Halliburton is a good shooter. Um, people say he's injury prone, but he's played most of the season. Um, and he's, he's a, also he's a, he had a few like tweaks. It's not like he's you know. Anyway. Well, also say he's if you want someone that fit, fits in well with Randall, Tyrese Halliburton plays off the ball really well. He doesn't need he's not a point guard that needs the ball in his hands at all times. And maybe the Knicks need a guy like that. Who knows? But at least he would be one that really fit would fit in his, with, with fit in well with his offense. Yeah. Okay. So number one, he had. He's had two drafts now, and he's only used a – IQ really is an undersized two-guard, not really a point guard, even though the Knicks are kind of putting him in that place. But really, in two drafts, he's drafted one actual point guard, and that was in the second round. Correct. And Correct. Sorry, Knicks Twitter, IQ is a an undersized two-guard. He – when he went looking for point guards, he uh, thought Alfred Britt from Peyton deserved the second season here. Um, he got Derrick Rose, um, but he also said, hey, OKC, I heard you're going to pay $30 million not to, not, for, a, for a guy not to play basketball. Can you give us his number? He might be our point guard. Yeah. Like, that's not how you – you nest, you don't usually find your starting point guard. Um, a recipe for success is is finding a buyout, is not finding a buyout guy for your, for your point guard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, you know – Kemba, I think, was a good risk, but that shouldn't be your number one strategy. Also, I got to say his draft picks, I, I'm i the only person that's getting annoyed about this, but he seems not to value draft picks as much as I would like in the sense of in his first year, and not to bitch about this, but uh, he had the Knicks had the number three pick in the second round, and he said there's no one in the second round worth drafting, so I'm going to punt on this and traded it into the future. Um, which I don't know how Knicks fans defended it. This year, he also traded. He had the number 20 pick or number 21 pick. He had two picks in the first round, and he got rid of one of the first picks in the, one of the picks in the first round. And you may argue Cam Reddish is a good, like ending up with Cam Reddish in the end is a good gamble, but it's weird that he doesn't seem to value these draft picks. I don't know if he was doing that. I think he was just trying to be like super, super smart. Man. Yeah, I don't know. It's super smart not to draft guys. Also, <laughs> uh, also, so forgetting the OB thing. Also, the Knicks have now drafted. They they also prior to getting uh, to to, him, to the era of Leon Rose, the Knicks had drafted guys like Frank Nilakina and uh, Knox, guys that weren't even though they were top ten picks, weren't really NBA players. And the Knicks have had just a lot of wasted draft picks. 
this era seems to be everyone Leon Rose has drafted pretty much is a guy that's like, this guy can play in the NBA. What he's not doing is hitting any home runs. And maybe Jericho, maybe, sorry, maybe um, Grimes will be a home run. But so far, everyone looks okay. You got to hit home runs. If you, the Knicks are lacking a talent, you got to hit home runs. Yeah, they haven't nailed a draft pick in I don't know how long. David I Lee. Would get, I mean, right, I, I, I would th- argue with like the number 30 pick, David Lee was a nailing a draft pick. You could argue Mitch is pretty good, but it's not a But it's like, not like, it, yeah, it's not like, oh, wow, oh my God, you nailed it. Like, I'm, a lot of, yeah, a lot of teams find good players in the second round. Yeah, I mean, wasn't Jokic a second round pick? Yeah, he might be one of the best players in the NBA. Yes. I, I, I think it comes down to like, and like, the Knicks got IQ, and we're all like, oh, my God, IQ. The Knicks probably could have gotten IQ with the 33rd pick and Dash drafted someone like Desmond Bain, who looks pretty good in Memphis, and people were saying the Knicks needed shooting. He could have made sense then. And again, whatever. It's not a huge deal. But, like, I think I'd say overall Leon Rose is a solid B in drafting, which is not bad, but he could do better. And prior to him, it was a solid, like, D. So I guess whatever. Um, and the other thing I'd say about Leon Rose, what else, what else, what else is his fault or his issue? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's, uh, I feel like I'm still not convinced that he's not just looking for CAA guys. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just not, um, we'll, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. We'll see what happens this off season. But, uh, it seems like he has, a an agenda. It's weird because it's like for so long we're like the Knicks need cap space. We need cap space. We're gonna buy out and stretch Yoki Noah because we need cap space. Oh my God, we've got all this cap space. Rose, what do you do with the cap space? It's gone. What do you mean it's gone? The roster's the same and it's gone. <laughs> yep, cap space is gone. But well, I thought we needed and a couple years we'll have the cap space back. Oh, okay, cool. So what's the plan now for stars? You said you want stars. Oh, we're gonna they're gonna force their way here. Who's forcing their way here? Stars. <laughs> really? <laughs> um the latest rumor is Donovan Mitchell. People that know him um think he's going to New York. Wonderful. I mean I'd love Donovan Mitchell, but uh I love every year or two we're like, let's pick a new, a new name and pretend he's coming here. Every big star is coming to the Knicks. I mean, it was so like the Kevin Durant stuff was so in your face. Like, he's coming, he's coming. And then Kevin Durant himself is like, I don't know where those rumors came from. Uh, we are running low on time, so let me, oh. let me, do, our, uh, let me do our read first, and then we'll, we'll finish up. Sure. All right. Here's some big news just in time for the Super Bowl. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl 56, is officially live right here in New York State with mobile sports betting. That means you could place a bet no matter where you are, like uh, putting a multiple parlay on Obi hitting more than 1-3. That'd be a pretty good bet. Uh, with DraftKings Sportsbook, it's an exciting time to be a sports fan, and DraftKings is making it more exciting with this special offer. Listen to this. Not a new customer. You can experience Super Bowl 56 with same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game with a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw cash whenever you want. 
Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Sign up using code NYKP. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's 56 to 1 odds using code NYKP. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Eligibility restrictions reply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full details. Must be 21 plus physically present in New York. Gambling problems call 1-888-HOPE-NY. Look at that. Um, the deal just got even better. So use code NYKP. So, uh, so yes, Rose has some blame. Tibbs, so, since we're running low, I don't, we don't have to spend a long – we have a whole season to talk about Tibbs and uh, Randall's issues. Um, let's go to Facebook. Uh, David writes, is this season salvageable at this point in time, noting the schedule teams we need to play? Um, the Knicks have one of the hardest schedules in the NBA going forward. Jay, is this season salvageable? They are uh, pretty much uh, they're tied for 11th. I think the Hawks are going to pass them. It's 12th place. They have the second hardest schedule in the NBA. It's time to take a step back. It seems really unlikely they can save this season unless Randall becomes Randall of last season. I mean, Wizards are in a tailspin, so maybe you could sneak into the playing game, but what does that do? They're going to have a tough time. Um, then the question is, David writes, should we be tanking? Yes. I would say we should be trying to do everything we can to develop this team and set them up for next season. Um, and if we lose a bunch of games in the process, not a big deal. But maybe not outright tanking. Yeah. Um, I also think even if we outright tank, we're going to have a lot of trouble getting past, like, number eight. So uh, I, I think it'll work. It's like, I don't think we're going to make the playoff, the playing game. It's going to – we'll be somewhere around 10, maybe. Um, should yeah. we be offloading Randall – in the next week? It depends what the offer is. I mean, I, somebody was arguing with me that they should basically just salary dump him. They're saying, like, trade him for Westbrook and then buy Westbrook out. I'm like, you don't get rid of your best player for nothing. Like, that's insane. By the way, um, while we've been doing the show, has there been any time when we've been doing the show where that hasn't been something people have argued for? Yeah, they said... Like, for uh, all those years, the Mellow... Same thing people have saying for Mellow. Yeah, he also said, well... They could throw in Talon Horton Tucker and uh, a first and uh, Kendrick Nunn. I'm like Kendrick Nunn can't even make the uh, he can't he doesn't even play. Talon Horton Tucker is shooting 25 percent from three on high volume, and you know the Lakers are going to reboot really quick. So that first isn't going to be anything. So that's that's just terrible. Obi's like, how do you do that on high volume? I I, I just got there. I mean, like that's pretty good shooting. <laughs> yeah. Uh I mean, I guess the argument for unloading Randall would be that he's playing so bad right now that he's hurting the team overall. And if we're going to go just say this is going to be more of a rebuild, getting him off the roster and just having guys that are playing much harder would help with the rebuild. Um, I don't know what the deal with Randall looked so good last year and he looked so bad this year. I just don't I don't get it. What the, what's wrong? I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, Jorge um, writes, isn't it weird Randall has dodged the media seven games in a row now? I think it's uh, nine out of ten, and the one he talked was the one game they won against the Clippers. Someone posted this on Twitter, which I thought was just crazy. Um, they said this is before – I think this is before yesterday's game. They said, fun facts. Julius Randall led the Knicks in scoring six of the first 11 games. 
but only five of the last 35. He hasn't led, led in scoring in 15 straight games, averaging 16 points, and is down to 18 points a game this season. I think through last year and the year before, he led the Knicks in scoring most games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's had some single-digit games. He had one game with, like, four points. It's he, Yeah, it's I feel like also he's been such a funk, and he got so much praise last year for passing that he's, go, he's overpassing. Sometimes, um, but then uh, at the end, uh, there was a part in the Miami game where he, he airballed a three, so I guess he got mad, and he tried to just bully his way into the paint and bowl players over and kind of just threw it up at the rim, and it was, it was another terrible turnover. And The, the ball has to stop running through Randall. Randall cannot be he – cannot, he, he cannot walk up the court, demand the ball at the top of the arc, um, and then, like, try to figure out what to do. He he doesn't worry like he, like it's just an, a bad use of Randall and like frustrating. And this team, Jake, could this team be on like a seven second or less offense? Would that be helpful? Like a D'Antoni, like maybe like the team has to shoot within the first ten seconds. I mean, the bench would be really good at that. Yeah, I mean, I Obi can this... make it down court in like three seconds or less. <laughs> he, oh, I don't know how he gets down there so fast sometimes. Um, I feel like the team, if they forced to make decisions faster. It would just work out like this is just like there's so many plays where they don't even try to do anything until like there's 10 seconds to go on the clock. Yeah. Um, continue with David's questions. Uh, should we be playing a starting young guns roster for the rest of the season? For instance, RJ, OB, Reddish, Mitch, Grimes, McBride, and IQ, some version of that. Um, After the trade deadline. Yeah. I mean, I feel like. Uh, yeah, if this wasn't a trade, if there's any kind of trade deadline issues, I would think after last night's game, the next game should just be the, the bench starting. Send some message. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That, uh, and he, then he writes, blow it up. Yeah. Um, Declan writes, is there any Knicks player in your memory that is more frustrating to watch than Randall right now? Playing bad is one thing, but sulking and putting in no effort just sucks to watch. Bargs and Aflalo come to mind. LOL. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. There's just something about his body language. He he looks miserable all the time now, and I ha- I, don't, I don't know what's causing it, but it, there there's there's something going. I feel like after this season, some stories are going to come out about something that happened that that ruined the locker room or something. I would be shocked if that doesn't happen. I, I agree with you completely. There's something we're not finding it keep going on. Or, or at home, something's terrible going on at home with him that, like, he can't bring it on the court. Because the, uh, the NBA, I mean, not the NBA, the Knicks seem to have um, more of a tight ship. Like, we used to know when trades were coming, like, weeks in advance and everything leaked. I feel like there's no leaks now. So there's probably something big going on that's just not leaking. Yeah, Leon, that's the one thing I have to, I mean, the one, Leon has been amazing about not leaking stuff. Um, yeah. As far as frustrating, like, even, like, Melo, when we were frustrated with him, he like even in his most inefficient nights, he would still score. Like he would just still do mellow stuff. Like yeah. this is, and this is also like because of how good he was last year. It's just extra frustrating. Um, yeah. Rob writes, "What realistic return will we get for Randall? And do you believe we would have to pick up? Uh, we have to give up picks in order to unload his 117 million dollar deal?" Actually, Anthony asked the same question, so I could skip that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we'd have to. I don't know if it's that bad. It depends on the team. I feel like maybe a smaller market team 
they they don't usually get free agents, so they might be more willing to get somebody like Randall who they think maybe will be better in a small market. Maybe there was something to having no crowd in MSG. Sacramento. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Randall is is uh, not a a you know a big crowd guy, and maybe it really was there was an effect with having an empty stadium, and maybe if he goes to. Uh, a team like uh, Brooklyn, where there is empty stadiums, that uh, he'd play better again. Um, I just had to get it again on the net. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say also that uh, maybe in the future we should do a uh, each we should do every once in a while like a, a little short bit about short conversation about teams that are a greater disaster than the Knicks because Sacramento would be a good team to discuss. Yeah, they were down by sixty uh, the other day. They are, they are holy crap. Um, yeah, I don't. The entire Knicks if, fandom turned on them for going down by thirty. Can you imagine sixty? Jesus Christ! Um, I am not ready to give up Randall for a salary dump. If you had a trade that could like give some return back, I'd be fine. I think I'd be okay with that. Um, I am not throwing in picks to get rid of him. There's got to be some way to use him better. Oh, I'm with you on that. Yeah, I'm not opposed to trading him, but uh, no salary dump and no like trading first round picks. He is still a very, very talented player. Something's wrong, but maybe if we also just say the ball no longer runs through him, hey, we got this thing called a point guard, introduce you. I mean, Kemba could not be any more worthless as a point guard. He played 19 minutes with zero assists the other day. I don't know what Kemba brings you on the court. I have to think they're playing him to try to see if anyone's dumb enough to trade for him. Uh, There's, yeah, I... Um, and we have one more question. Anthony writes, how do you guys think Evan Fournier would look in, a, in another team with a capable point guard and a faster system? Well, he'd look like I think he did in like Orlando. He looked decent. He would look to- like, I think he would look great on Dallas. He'd play alongside Doncic. It would make a lot of sense because mm-hmm. they just lost. Uh, didn't they just lose Timmy? Did they? Yeah. Hardaway's that. Hardaway is injured. They need another shooter. Dallas loves New York Knicks. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Fournier, Jalen Brunson, we've got a trade. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. And you know what? Dallas, we'll make it work. We will give you Burks also. We don't give a shit. Just uh, get us Brunson, and uh, we'll figure out how to sign him. Let's make this shit work. There you go. Um, Jay. <sighs> how is it this bad already? This is- how has this season been so goddamn miserable? It was like... I don't know. It was it was kind of bad most of the season, but it seems like the last week it's like everybody caught up to our mindset over the last twelve years. <laughs> our last twelve years. <laughs> oh my god! I I do think the bright spots we talked about at the end of the show are real. I do think the young guys seem like they're playing like they just there's more energy out there when they're playing. Um, Van Gundy made a good point. Um, that summarizes his team so well. Um, he just said it just seems like the team, especially the starters, don't seem to bring it from night to night. Mm-hmm. Like in the Clippers game, the starters played well. Everyone just brought it. They were playing hard, and then they come out flat so often. Yeah, there's something really wrong with the starting lineup. Yeah, I just don't – I can't even comprehend what's wrong with this team. But uh, well, we what have... they got? What, this, this, this coming week is pretty tough. What do we got this week? This week we have – uh, the Bucks, the Kings, 
I don't know. Oh. Basically, just if we do a show Tuesday, it'll be the Bucks and the Kings. Oh, okay. So one and one. And that's got to beat the Kings. That's it. Yeah. Then the schedule is ridiculous for, for basically the rest of the season. I mean, last year, Jay, everyone said the second half schedule was ridiculous and the Knicks won on a, a played goddamn awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that was last year. I'm not, I have no way. It's probably not going to happen this no, that, year. that was last year. Um, okay. Um, is the show over, Jay? Show is over. Uh, thank you for joining us. Anthony, Matt, Nomad. Um, By the way, Jay, Jay I'm, glad we're on, I'm glad we're on Discord. All the callers. Wow. It was, this was pretty awesome, Jay. Well, we have listeners in Discord, so... Okay, that's cool. That's good enough. So we're doing all the shows also now through Discord. NY Knicks Podcast is a Discord channel. You can join that. Uh, We got uh, a bunch of chat channels. Um, You can join the show uh, through that if you want to talk to us for a couple minutes. Um, We have that set up now, too. Right. You can, during our live show, if you want to tune in during the live show, and generally we're doing them more on Monday nights, but uh, you can call in via Discord and be on the show with us. Right. Yeah, and uh, as usual, we're NY Knicks Podcast and everything else, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon. So, um, yeah, you could join all that stuff. Um, yeah, Discord, uh, You can, um, there's a call-in option, and then uh, there's there's the chat. So we just started um, doing that. My last thought of the show is that uh, I have to think Tibbs and Rose, they have some kind of master plan here where – this will the the rotations will make a little more sense after the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think we're gonna do a show on uh, February first, and then we'll do one more. I think when the, when is when the deadline's the tenth, right? The deadline's the tenth. The the Knicks are playing the seventh and eighth. So normally oh. we'd record on the ninth. Maybe we should record on the eleventh just to. Uh, well, that's a Friday. You know, we could probably record the 9th and then record a quick response to on the 11th. Let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah, something like that. That'll be Yeah, we could, we, could, we could find a time to, to, to do an extra show. If something, if something awesome happens, we could do an extra show. Yeah. If after the trade deadline, we have Taylor Horton, Tucker, we can probably just skip that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... Uh... Moonwoman says, good idea getting this Discord saves me giving up my phone number to the great unwashed for call-ins. To the great, to the great what? uh, Unwashed. I don't know. Uh, Uh, Okay. Cool. uh, Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, we're, uh, we're excited about this. Uh, Great unwashed equals general public. Okay. Thank you. We're, we're, we're old and we don't know the new lingo. (laughs) Thank you for that. Okay, make one positive prediction for the next show. Well, something will happen this week. Obi's going to hit another, uh, have another game where he hits at least two threes. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we're good then. All right. Um, did Anthony request to talk? Okay. You can, does he want to come on? Uh, I think he does. So uh, we'll give you two minutes because then we're out of time, Anthony. Okay, Anthony. Come on, let's hear your voice. Let's see if this works. Actually, I didn't. I just, I don't know, somehow I just pressed the button. So, Oh. But okay. hey, that to be the first caller, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're the first caller. Thank you. Come on. Thanks. Thanks for joining. Um, 
what do you want to say about this goddamn awesome team? Uh, I want to kill myself. <laughs> I think we have to end. <laughs> let's end the show back because that's amazing. <laughs> I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> In the times of COVID, the Knicks make team fans more unhappy than COVID does. <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, thank you, Anthony, and thank you for okay. uh, talking us into setting up this Discord. Um, yeah, this is actually a great idea. Thank you very much. No problem. Love you guys. All right, you too, man. All right, so uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back, uh, I believe, Tuesday, because the Knicks play Monday again next week. So we record at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, here's the goodbye song. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.